This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Your radio doctor does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, physicians, products, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned on your radio doctor. Always consult your own physician. Today's program has been pre-recorded. Overcoming great challenges like COVID-19 requires great cooperation. This is Dan Hilferty, CEO of Independence Blue Cross. Most of us never imagined we'd be facing an outbreak of this magnitude. But in the face of this challenge, hospitals, public officials, and business leaders have come together. Through effective cooperation, these leaders are taking steps to keep us safe. Slowing the rate of infection from the virus will help hospitals care for those who need attention most. Remember, stay home. Leave only for essential needs. Stay informed from sources like the CDC or Department of Health. Take a break from watching the news. Stay well, exercise, and practice self-care to make sure you're physically and mentally fit. In our great region, we have a tradition of caring for each other and cooperating to get things done. We'll do it again now. For more, visit ibx.com COVID-19. Together, we will beat COVID-19. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. A radio.com station. From the Malamud and Associates Law Studios, it's time for the Delaware Valley's first radio doctor. On call every Sunday morning at 10. This is your radio doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie. Presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross. That is a very, very robust, vigorous, achoo sneeze. That's what that is. And that's not what we're talking about. Your health determines your life, your longevity, and your happiness. Let your radio doctor lead the way with your medical education. Your radio doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie. Good morning, and welcome to your radio doctor. I'm your host, Dr. Marianne Ritchie, wishing you a happy Memorial Day weekend. We won't be celebrating in the usual way this year, but maybe today's discussion will bring you some peace of mind. We thank our exclusive presenting partner, Independence Blue Cross, and share that May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Across the globe, coronavirus has people worried for themselves and their loved ones, and the lack of predictability can lead to anxiety and stress-related disorders and the need for comprehensive mental health screening and treatment programs for the general public and for frontline healthcare workers. On May 4th, Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney announced the start of a new public awareness campaign, Mindful Together. It's sponsored by the City of Philadelphia in partnership with Independence Blue Cross. Today, we'll hear from Commissioner David T. Jones from the Mayor's Office, Dr. Richard Snyder from Independence Blue Cross, and Dr. Michael Verger, Professor of Psychiatry from Jefferson University Hospital. So let's begin. Commissioner David T. Jones of the Department of Behavioral Health and Intellectual Disability Services for the City of Philadelphia is here. Welcome, Commissioner Jones. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, Commissioner, Mindful Together, it's such a clever name for a campaign. And for our listeners, that's hashtag MindPHL instead of FUL, Mindful Together. And the website we'll repeat as we go along is MindPHLTogether.com. So MindfulTogether.com. And you're partnering with Independence Blue Cross. Uh, I think, as we've said, everyone is worried about some facet of this pandemic. And your message is terrific. You're not alone, and it's okay and wise to get help. Yes. 
because the, the campaign, it's a great partnership with IBC, and the campaign is really to encourage the broader community to further increase their understanding about mental health and well-being and inform the community that resources are available at no cost. We know that mental illness is a chronic disease and that people who suffer from mental illness, particularly those who don't participate in treatment, experience an approximately 25-year decrease uh, in their lifespan. Mm. The good news, you know, is that mental health is certainly treatable, and we want to remove the stigmas that serve as barriers that prevent people from seeking treatment. Beautiful. So let's review the goals of the campaign. Your website is fantastic. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the goals really are, again, that uh, we want to make sure that the community knows that mental health resources are readily available to all city residents, uh, particularly those who are struggling with anxiety, stress, possibly depression, uh, all of which um, we, as we know, have been really exacerbated by the pandemic. Uh, the website um, contains events and opportunities that allow the community to take advantage of May uh, is Mental Health Month, and actually it will stretch into June. There are, um, it contains online screening that helps you, uh, for example, take a checkup from the neck up. Uh, there are virtual health symposiums on addressing stress and depression. There's webinars and support groups. Um, and then actually there's also information about uh, faith-based initiatives. Um, of which 80% of the world's population believe in a power greater than themselves and call upon that power for healing. I know, Dr. Ritchie, that's true for you, and it's also true for me. Yes. It's the continuous thread in my fabric. And I think, too, what's wonderful is that you've even thought of moms with new babies and people who are mourning loss, any loss, but this is just so, I guess because it's intangible. This virus, we can't see it. Everybody keeps saying it's the invisible enemy. And if somebody's been really um, working hard to get past or, or work to stay away from drug and alcohol use, this isn't making it any easier for them. And even little children um, probably is another category that needs special help with understanding this and understanding the loss of a loved one. So... You really, it just has been so comprehensive, the website, mindphltogether.com. So, David, what trends are you seeing related to mental health issues? Yeah, I will tell you, Dr. Richie, the, the trend that we are really seeing is, is a disruption uh, in routine. And um, what we know is having a healthy routine uh, knowing what comes next actually helps to alleviate or decrease anxiety and stress. And we know certainly that this pandemic has really uh, caused an increase, certainly, in anxiety, uh, stress, and in fact, sometimes depression. Um, what we know is that uh, we, we think about um, using CARE um, as an acronym. And so if we can uh, think about the C in terms of being consistent and creating healthy routines that incorporate activities like deep breathing, um, exercise movement, if you're ambulatory, being able to get up, 
and move around the house or outside of the house. And if you're not ambulatory, just being able um, to, 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 to move your body some. And then the A uh, to affirm, uh, making affirming statements that you will do everything you can to get through this pandemic um, and that you will be kind to yourself. And if you think about the R, it really is, uh, it stands for reciprocate. And that is to engage in acts of kindness. And then the E, uh, effort, make every effort to be your best self. And then what we, if we're pairing kind of uh, that, that idea of caring for yourself with um, telehealth, and telehealth, um, as you all know, it really has expanded uh, care in a way that brings uh, virtually therapists and clinicians into everyone's uh, living room. And, and that um, paired with kind of the care philosophy, we think really um, makes a difference. And so the trend around, um, you know, disrupted routine, if we are incorporating care and telehealth, it helps to create really healthy routines and really combat um, some of the anxiety that folks have been experiencing as a result of the pandemic. Yes. And I think you're so right about routine. Um, I remember feeling when we watched the first plane hit in September 11, on September 11, and we thought, gosh, that's really weird. And when the second one hit, and then the third, I wanted to find my children and my husband, hide under the bed, and just all be together. And, you know, who's going to put the trash out? What's the point? The, the, the world's about to end. And when a person feels that sense of hopelessness, um, routine, and saying, okay, I'm going to exercise, eat properly, get my sleep. I'm going to continue those things. It gives you a sense of hope. And it makes you feel like there are certain things you can control. I'm going to do everything I can to be prepared and uh, try not to be exposed to the virus um, and keep myself as strong and fit as possible. And after that, it's out of my control. And I think that gives people some, some sense of uh, um, comfort as well. And I loved your motto, David, when you say, I'll let you say, because you said so well. Yeah, and our motto really is is to, to check in and attend to your mental wellness, to check in on your family, to check in on your friends, and for all of mm-hmm. us to take care of each other. Yes. Well, that's why we call it the city of brotherly love. And I know your <laughs> office is, <laughs> is a bigger umbrella, mental health, but also behavioral health, and the resources for as you mentioned earlier, people that have um, issues with alcohol use, opioids, even uh, the websites talk about smoking, gambling, computer gaming, all those things that can pop up when we're locked in and isolated. And the, the help that the city offers with domestic violence, we're concerned that you know the social distancing is bothersome to people and being isolated, we worry about increases in domestic violence and child abuse. And, and if people need food and housing help, the city has a great website, phila.gov, for all sorts of needs. And I want to repeat for our listeners the website about this fantastic campaign, mindfultogether.com. That's spelled M-I-N-D-P-H-L, together, mindfultogether.com. Thank you so much, Commissioner Jones. It was wonderful to have you here today and share all this wonderful information for our patients in need. And I wish you well. And I hope we have you back soon because we need an update. Well, thank you for having me and uh, well wishes to you uh, and your listeners uh, also. Thank you so much. And we'll be back. 
Thanks for listening to Your Radio Doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie, exclusively presented by Independence Blue Cross. If you have a question for the medical mailbag, just send a note to doctor at yourradiodoctor.com. And welcome back to Your Radio Doctor. We continue our discussion on COVID-19 and mental health with Dr. Rich Snyder, the Executive Vice President of Facilitated Health Networks and the Chief Medical Officer for Independence Blue Cross. Welcome, my friend. So good to have you here today, Rich. Good morning, Dr. Ritchie. <laughs> well, Rich, this uh, I just had a great conversation with Commissioner David Jones for the City of Philadelphia, and the campaign for our listeners, again, is hashtag mindful together. And mind, P-H-L, is the spelling, and it's so clever. I don't know who came up with the the branding, but what a clever way to incorporate the city and, and IBX. So, Rich, tell us, if you would, how and why did Independence become involved with the campaign? Well, uh, Independence has been on a several-year journey to address uh, substance use disorder and opioid use disorder and the related stigma And in 2020, we were planning to uh, embark on a campaign to address mental health issues. And in late April, Mayor Kenny, Jim Kenny, came to us and and wondered whether we would be willing to participate in this venture with the city of Philadelphia. And given the very large number of members that uh, live in the general area of Philadelphia, Uh, we thought it was a great idea and took advantage of that to promote uh, MindfulTogether.com, which is a fantastic website replete with all manner of screening tools and calendar of events and and other resources available for people who might be feeling a bit stressed now that we have this COVID-19 pandemic before us. Sure. And as an insurer, I'm sure you're getting a lot of calls. What are you learning about mental health and mental health care during this time of pandemic? It's actually interesting. I think this may be an opportunity for us to address um, mental health issues in a way that we haven't been able to uh, in the past. There's always been a stigma. People are a little nervous about walking into a behavioral health provider's office I think a lot of times they're more comfortable walking into a primary care physician's office. And um, telebehavioral health has always been present, but not heavily used. And what we've observed in making it sort of the, the mainstay of providing behavioral health services during the pandemic when everyone is uh, uh, staying at home, is that there's been a huge uh, increase in the, in the use of telemedicine for behavioral health purposes. Uh, Magellan Behavioral Health, who provides those services for Independence Blue Cross, has noticed a 1,500% increase nationally in behavioral health telemedicine claims. Now, that alone is interesting and, and actually very good. What I think is interesting is that everyone is experiencing stress at this time, and therefore it's a little easier for all of us to start talking with each other about how the stress of confinement, the stress of worrying about finances, the stress of worrying about being a person at risk because of age or chronic conditions 
has impacted you uh, during this pandemic. So I, I do think that it's a lot easier for people to open up and start talking about mental health issues at such a time since we're all affected by them in one way or another. Yes, and you make such good points. The numbers are so large. And with everything in life, everything is relative. So if people around you are feeling the same way, it does open the door. And I think the other, I'm a silver lining person, but I don't, I can't say that any of these positive outcomes are a silver lining. There's nothing silver lining about COVID, but let's call it lessons learned. Maybe people that have had subtle um, psychiatric or, or mental health issues before are extra stressed and we might find help for people who finally say, I, I'm, I'm willing to admit it. It makes it easier for those people as well. And so by shedding the stigma, people are more willing to get help. And this campaign is making the care so much more accessible, really. And I, and I did visit your website. It is outstanding. Um, Rich, besides the campaign, what other resources are you offering members related to mental and emotional health? Yeah, thanks for the opportunity to share. But um, I think the other uh, unique opportunity that presented itself at this time is that there was a, an increased willingness of behavioral health providers to rely on telemedicine and virtual kinds of treatments. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have made available to our members a broad array of virtual self-help tools, um, computerized cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, which can address depression, anxiety, obsessive compulsive disorder, and an array of other things, including substance use disorder and um, uh, insomnia. The the, the programs that we have made available include Stop, Breathe, and Think. That's mm-hmm. a program uh, of online meditation and mindfulness. If you will, since you can't travel, you can go somewhere to a warm beach on a tropical island with the support of these applications and, and help to reduce your stress by so doing. Quill, which is a partnership between Independence Blue Cross and Comcast, has put together a COVID-19 preparedness tool that we've made available to many of our members at no cost. And it guides you through the many different facets of existing under the COVID-19 pandemic at a time when obviously stress, depression, anxiety can be rampant. In addition to that, we have web-based screening tools and, as I mentioned, cognitive behavioral therapy tools online for our members. And because physical uh, activity, which many runners would would agree, um, a long run can stimulate the, redu- re- the release of endorphins and enkephalins from the base of the brain, and they give you the runner's high or that sense of euphoria when you exercise. So in order to promote that, we also have a web-based uh, application called Achieve Wellbeing that stimulates and promotes act- physical activity. For our members. Well, it's just fantastic, all that combined and the program. Um, and I also like the idea that, that the questionnaire you offer is anonymous. The people can look through that and say, gee, I am feeling that way. Or, or maybe one of these um, opportunities would be helpful for me. 
I want to repeat the name of the website. Uh, sorry, Rich. It's Mind PHL Together, all one, no spaces, M I N D P H L. Remember, mindful is M I N D P H L Together.com. And it's very easy to navigate. And I should mention that it's in Spanish as well. Um, Rich, what about what is probably the most common call you're hearing from members? I guess there are all kinds of calls, but in terms of mental health and and um, issues related to mindful PHL. Well, at Independence Blue Cross, the most common things that we're getting questions about are related to a sense of hopelessness or entrapment, uh, depression. And obviously, the anxiety and stress of financial situations, we, we've taken a pulse survey of our employees who are all working from home at this point, And this came through loud and clear. There's a sort of a, a never present sense of, of tension, anxiety, stress, uh, maybe a little bit of depression in a lot of the responses that we received. And I think, you know, this this whole pandemic has opened up a, a, a Pandora's box of sorts because the younger generations, the millennials, uh, which make up uh, the age range from 21 to 36 years, are typically more oriented towards virtual solutions and real-time online solutions anyway. And so by them being receptive and interested and sadly more affected by behavioral health diagnoses than the preceding Generation X, um, it does create an opportunity for us to roll out these kind of uh, tools and applications online for our members. And they are they're receiving pretty rampant use at this point. Yes, and, and you make a great point that your younger members may be more likely to be affected, but they're also more um, willing or they find technology more user-friendly. So it's really amazing with all of the technology that's been developed in recent years, even for us as practicing clinicians, the telehealth, thank goodness, all of these um, mechanisms are in place, the telehealth, email, cell phones, because um, even for people that don't have an underlying uh, mental illness, this is stressful for virtually everyone in a different way, whether they're worried about their family members or finances. And I also noticed the faith-based and interfaith affairs, uh, the shades of blue option on the mind, mindfultogether.com website. I think that's important for a lot of people. That's hugely important. Uh, everyone uh, reacts differently to the situations that we're being faced with at this point in time, whether that's that, whether that's uh, you know the fact that you have financial stress, college debt, no pension, faced with uh, fear of getting infected because you suffer from chronic illnesses, etc. We all turn to different sources for our energy and at those times, and I think. Having having the uh, uh, the spiritual part of us addressed on this website is also very useful. Yes, a very important part of many people's emotional health. Well, Rich, it's always a pleasure to share a conversation with you. I always learn something wonderful, and I look forward to having you back soon because we have a great partnership now, and it's great to give this information to our listeners and stay well. Thank you so Thank much, you. Rich. 
Thank you very much. Appreciate being on the show. All right. Thank you to Dr. Rich Snyder from Independence Blue Cross, and we'll be right back. Today's edition of Your Radio Doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie, presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross, can be enjoyed on Radio.com. Listen to the show at your convenience. Go to Radio.com and in the search bar type in Your Radio Doctor. It's health education on demand. Welcome back and thanks to our exclusive presenting partner, Independence Blue Cross. We continue our discussion on COVID and mental health with Dr. Michael Verger. Professor of Psychiatry and Human Behavior at the Sydney Kimmel Medical College at Thomas Jefferson University and was the chair of the Department of Psychiatry and Human Behavior for many years. Welcome to my colleague and friend. Thanks for being here, Mike. Well, thank you for having me, Marianne. Wonderful. Now, we've talked about COVID. It, it can precipitate anxiety, depression, insomnia, so many issues to consider. And really, there are five groups to consider Patients who have COVID can have anxiety and depression. Healthcare workers, those with underlying psychiatric disorders to begin with, and then the general population. And a special note for children who are grieving that need special attention. We're going to talk about healthcare workers and pretty much the general population um, because we'll have you back another time to talk about patients who actually contract COVID. So, Mike, let's start with. Has our mental and psychological mindset changed during this pandemic? Most certainly. uh, Our minds have been affected by this. Our emotions have been affected by this uh, because we're all living through a period uh, that none of us could have anticipated. Um, We are faced with challenges with some invisible disruptor, and uh, we don't know how to adjust to it, and when the end is in sight. So the normal reaction to that, of course, is going to be laden with anxiety and, and concerns. Sure. And, and some of these reactions are normal. If, if you go through experience any kind of loss, a loved one or a job or the fear of an illness, it's, it's healthy to have uh, a sadness. It's, it's appropriate. Um, when would people be concerned um, if it means something more than what we call reactive depression or a, re- a typical or healthy reaction to a challenge? Well, the, there are crossovers when uh, things become more serious and, and we need to have a higher level of concern. But I would say that many of us are going through a period that um, has brought about some of the symptoms that are precursors to those more serious conditions. One term bantered around is uh, uh, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. But if you think of the COVID crisis, this doesn't have an ending. This isn't like a 9-11 event uh, or a terrible event of nature, uh, hurricane and such. Uh, It's prolonged. So it does have some unique features. And what we're seeing is a prolonged sense of uh, helplessness and fatigue uh, and uh, a disruption that can bring on irritability and challenges our relationships. Uh, The crossover on this um, can move into the more serious states of prolonged uh, depression and anxiety. And, of course, for those who are suffering with mental illness, 
or dependency issues before all this came on, uh, there's another level of caution and awareness that we need to have. Sure. And there are certain things that are common to everyone, even if they don't have a history of mental uh, illness or underlying uh, uh, use of drugs and alcohol. The fear of being exposed, you worry about your family members being infected. Um, at least initially, it was hard to find where the testing would be. We worry, are we going to be able to get to the emergency room? And, and we hear our emergency department doctors saying, uh, where are the people, where are the numbers of people that usually come in with chest pain and symptoms of stroke or you know, can't sit on appendicitis too long, but people are delaying coming to the hospital for fear of contracting COVID. And as you say, the isolation can be really especially difficult on some personalities. Absolutely. This, this has been a, a major disruptor to everyone. Um, I don't think anyone's been spared of this. Of course, there are those who work within the field and who are frontline, whether they be healthcare workers or, or bus drivers or service providers who are essential. And uh, there we're seeing uh, some of the anxieties that you've mentioned about carrying this infection, bringing it home, exposing their parents and their family. And unfortunately, we're even seeing some stigma from this reported um, with some uh, rare events in the news where uh, the public has um, shown some backlash to this. Yes. But leaving that aside, um, I think the big issue is that we all live by our routines and those routines have been rearranged. And uh, we could say the same for our children and, and school. So along with this, uh, I, I find two different categories of people. There are those who must go out, and then there are those who are isolated at home, the larger portion of our, our, our population. And that's where it calls for a lot of creativity, whether it be about juggling work and child care, even providing meals, planning meals, uh, going about our shopping and things like that. Sure. So I would say that there's a lot of normal reacting going on, but it but it's it's laden with, as you mentioned, anxiety, sometimes disruption of sleep, um, and things of that nature. Sure, and something as small as, not small, but you go to the supermarket, you do it safely, you wear your mask, and then you, with a lack of toilet paper or cleaning solutions makes you say, oh my gosh, I'm in a sci-fi movie. This isn't supposed to happen. You know, two months ago, there was such a surplus of these items, and it makes us appreciate probably a little bit more what people who don't have all the time in countries where they don't, and even our, our own parents who went through 10 years of depression in World War II. Uh, it, it gives, hopefully it'll make people more humble and more appreciative. I think the other thing is, if you are one of those people who needs to go out uh, for work or whatever, and you, you're following the guidelines, and when you see other people who don't wear their masks or don't uh, distance, it makes you feel like, gee whiz, their behavior could affect a lot of other people, not just themselves. So how can I help my peers and myself, Mike? Well, I, I think certainly uh, we're finding that there are those who follow the rules and those who have are struggling to follow the rules. And, and mm -hmm. that, that uh, creates some intense conversations sometimes, doesn't it, amongst our family members and, yes. and, and our friends. 
Um, there's one other thing going on, too, and that there is grieving going on yes. uh, in the community. There are those who have lost loved ones, and there are the lo- those who are isolated from loved ones, uh, particularly those that are living in structured care settings, nursing homes, uh, or folks who have been in the hospital. And so that, that's taking its toll. How do we help others? Well, uh, first you have to start by helping yourself and trying to account for what you're, what's coming out in you as you live through this. You know, what are the patterns that are emerging? Trying to get a handle on that and trying to avoid jumping to conclusions about things around you. Um, in, terms of helping, in terms of helping others, there are tried and true ways that we've trained um, community members and professionals uh, to first be on the alert, to recognize changes in behaviors, and then to respond, to respond in a listening way, uh, in a private way, and, and asking your friends or your family members, what's going on, how are they feeling, what are they thinking, and how can you be of help? And then, of course, there is help out there uh, of various types, depending on the nature of the the reaction itself. And then the the last part to this, and we call these the four R's of of intervention, um, is to revisit it, to, to go back to the person and say, you know, how are you doing today? Or let's check in and and stay in touch. Those very simple things can help diffuse the kind of isolation and bubble that's sure. building around individuals. It's almost a form of psychological or mental health first aid. Mike, tell us, uh, I know Jefferson always has outstanding resources, and they've even added some, including chat rooms and enhanced access to professional care, including telehealth. Tell us a little bit about what Jefferson is doing. Well, we, we've tried to take a multi-layered approach because of the diversity of our workforce, our faculty, and our students. And uh, we are offering a number of different types of interventions. First line, uh, we're really calling, you know, the well-being, self-help, and coping tools. And we've created uh, a vast website that includes uh, things that people can work on themselves on their own schedule. Um, and it ranges from positive thinking to uh, yoga, mindfulness, nutrition, other things like that. Uh, The next layer of support uh, comes from peer support, uh, reminding each other how we could help each other. And um, then we also are are building in more skills in our local managers to help them create these conversations and link them back to us, um, the professionals, uh, psychologists and social workers and psychiatrist uh, to intervene as needed. Well, Jefferson has such a a deep bench of talent with psychiatrists and psychologists and is so well prepared. I'm always uh, just so reassured when I talk to my patients or when I'm talking to my colleagues to know what a broad spectrum of resources that we offer and I'm sure that we're getting a lot of calls and um, you're offering that comfort to people. Let's take a little break, Mike. Uh, we'll be back in a few minutes after this break and hear more from Dr. Mike Vergara of Jefferson. Your Radio Doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie is exclusively presented by Independence Blue Cross. Dr. Marianne will return, but first, a medical message from one of our partners. 
And welcome back to Professor of Psychiatry from Jefferson, Dr. Mike Verger. Mike, welcome. We, we're talking about all the different levels of care that people need and that Jefferson offers. Tell us what special accommodations you've been able to make. Well, you know, this crisis has brought out so many new ideas and some of them very creative in how to help people. One of the things that we benefited from greatly in behavioral health is uh, being able to access treatment through telemedicine. And Jefferson has a, a very well-developed platform for this, but there have been barriers in terms of getting those services approved uh, across insurers and uh, in making accommodations. Everyone has stepped forward from our federal health programs and our private insurers and have opened those doors. And we find our patients are using this and using it at, uh, in a very effective way and finding ways to find privacy at home even to talk with us. So uh, that's been very good. Uh, it's eliminated some of the barriers in terms of getting child care and babysitters and parking and all these other issues. But uh, I, I'm looking forward to this type of intervention becoming more embedded in the services we provide in the future. Oh, I think so. And um, as I mentioned earlier, I I hate to use the expression silver lining for anything positive that comes out of there's nothing silver or good about COVID. But the lessons learned are we're realizing that telehealth does have great value in the right settings and people will become it will become more user friendly for people, especially in in psychology and psychiatry, when you can look at the person's face and you're really focused on each other, uh, it doesn't help as much with uh, a surgical abdomen that you have to really feel the person's belly, but um, it really has its great value in helping people. Mike, I think too, we agree that there are positives that can come out of this as well. It's not all bad. Uh, let's say somebody has an underlying subtle um, mental health issue and they're able to uh, work with it and um, function. And then this last straw is making it surface and they're probably a little more uh, willing to speak up and take that stigma away because everyone around them is anxious and depressed too. Oh, yes. And those services are also coming forward and reaching out to people, uh, which is, is, is also very good to see. Uh, I think the national news coverage of this has uh, recounted stories of how people can find help and seek help. Uh, but the other part to this puzzle is that uh, this plays out differently in each of our neighborhoods and each of our communities. And uh, I always remind folks to turn off the TV after a bit. We're, we're seeing the worst of the worst and the, and the struggles of those frontline heroes. We also know that people have been given the gift of time, and pace has changed. And uh, being home together, while it can bring stresses, also uh, folks are rediscovering some of the pleasures of, of being able to, to share and, and work together at home. So this isn't all negative. I think the long-lasting effects of this will include some positives, some new innovations in the way we deliver care, and um, hopefully that delivery will be more flexible and, and uh, geared towards the needs of our patients. 
Well, Mike, thank you for being the great clinician that you are and for sharing your insights. Stay well, and maybe we'll have you come back in a few months to tell us more positive outcomes uh, with your hard work. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Marianne. Now, your real champions. And now for this week's Your Real Champions. I call it Supermarket Sweep. On Thursday of this past week, I stopped to buy a few groceries at the Acme Market in Norberth. Customers and staff were being careful, wearing masks, social distancing as we reached for our shopping carts. At the entrance, an Acme staff member was directing everyone in a friendly manner. You could sense the smile behind his mask. As I entered through automatic doors, I heard him address another customer. Sir, can you wait a moment, please? You're too close to other shoppers. Very quickly, the customer became indignant and started yelling. But Acme staffer Jan Moscow responded calmly and quietly. Sir, I'm just reminding people to stay six feet to keep everyone safe. The customer, Willie Weiner, stormed past me into the store. Minutes later, Willie Weiner was waving his finger in the face of the assistant manager, Greg. Just like Jan, he also listened calmly. And when their conversation ended, I took a moment to explain that Jan Moscow deserved 11 gold stars on a scale of 10 for maintaining his composure despite the customer's thoughtless behavior and outburst. As I left the store, I stopped and thanked Jan for trying to keep everyone safe. Jan appreciated the compliment, and we agreed that serving the public has its challenges, especially during stressful times. Great news! I called Greg, the assistant manager, the next day to get permission from Acme to share this story. Well, the unhappy customer returned the next day to apologize and even offered to share lunch with Jan. A story of pure inspiration. It reminds us that everyone deserves a second chance. So hats off to Jan Moscow, the assistant manager Greg, and cheers to the man who had the courage to come back and apologize. Congratulations to your real champions. Go Acme. And remember the website for Mindful Together is mindphltogether.com, all one word with no spaces. And to see a psychiatrist at Jefferson, go to our website, jefferson.edu, or call 215-955-6000. Please hang your American flag to support COVID patients, their families, and all those exposed to risk. Send us your stories about the real champions in your family, workplace, or neighborhood. Send those stories and pictures to info at yourradiodoctor.com. Visit our website, yourradiodoctor.com, to hear podcasts of all our shows. Tune in every week to the only all-medical radio show in Philadelphia, which reaches three states and has national podcasts. And remember, your health is your wealth. Stay well. Thanks for listening to Your Radio Doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Krause at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded.